Good evening, folks. Just getting all set up here, getting ready to go again. And uh, as per last week, let me just turn just going in the right direction. Mute that. Um, as per last week, uh, we were talking about profit first, answering all your questions about profit first and its philosophy. And I said, if you want to know anything. Um, uh, more, if you want your financial questions answered in this week's podcast, Builders Problem Solved, send them through, uh, which we got uh, a considerable amount of questions. So we're fortunate enough to have uh, Angus with us again this evening. I'll just unmute Angus and say good day. So Hi, everyone. G'day, you've, uh, you've finished your dinner. You were kind of yeah. finishing it as you walked back into the room. <laughs> Just the entree. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'm just getting my uh, uh, responses, questions, chatty thing happening here, but uh, uh, I'm struggling for for some reason. It should be coming up. Any there? It is. There it is. There. So we've got eyes watching. Who have we got here? Oh, chatty here. Happening here, but it's on uh, delay. So I'll just mute that. <laughs> it's all happening. I know what I'm doing with this technology. So uh, we've got Emma, we've got Lee, we've got Jake and Wayno says evening. Lee Preston says, how's the tooth? Well, uh, I went to the dentist yesterday, went back again today, and uh, um, he drilled big holes in it and found that the, something's wrong with the root, so I've got to have a root canal thing. Um, uh, next week, and then something happens again a month after that. But uh, at least I'm not in pain anymore because that was – it's a horrible pain. Ben is also watching, says, hey. Um, Jake says, howdy, Mick and Angus. And there's a bunch of other people watching too, I can tell by the eyeball indicator. Uh, so let us know who you are and where you are. And if you've got any questions as we go through this, uh, please jump in and put them in the comment section in Facebook and we'll see if we can address them. So what we're attempting tonight is a World Guinness Book of Record question uh, answering episode. So um, uh, I've made sure that Angus has been well fed and he's ready to go. So I'll be asking the questions and uh, Angus will be... Um, Answering them. Now my questiony thing's gone off. One one second, folks. It's all happening here. <laughs> I'm dropping things. Why? Oh, there we go. We're back. We're back. Steve Glover is in Toowoomba. Just bend down and get my questions. I got I got I haven't got enough hands, that's what it is. So let's get stuck into this. And as I said, if you've got any more questions or if our answers create confusion, let us know <laughs> and we'll uh, do our best. So first question, are you ready, Angus? Your time starts now. Um, how do you find out how much profit you should take? How do you decide upon that? Well, initially you'd probably look at um – taking an amount that, that you were quite comfortable with. So it could be a, a small amount, uh, you know, it could be 1% or an amount around there. Um, if you are more comfortable taking more, then you probably 
best off, you know, going through that uh, incident assessment process, looking at your um, your cash flow and your financials, and you know where the money's going at the moment, and thinking, you know, well, can you uh, save a bit here and there, and 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 put a bit more away? So yeah, so those two things, you know, start start small and something you're comfortable with and go through the incident assessment. Yeah, but the main message is is start, you know, and you're going to have hear that message repeated all the way through this episode of the podcast is start, 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 you know. No excuses, just get started. Um, how can I take profit if I have an overdraft and paying interest? You know, my accountant basically says I need to pay off my Overdraft because the interest rate is higher rather than putting it into profit or any sort of account like that where the interest rate would be lower. So what's your thinking behind that as far as profit first is concerned? Yeah, we can certainly work towards paying off the overdraft using profit first. Um, I suppose the, the slight change that you'd have with profit first is that you'd, you'd want to give yourself some sort of reward every quarter as well. Um, so, you know, you, you're going to pay yourself a dividend, even if it's only you know a very small amount. You're still going to pay yourself something that's going to acknowledge your ownership of the business, and you know paying off the overdraft is, is still a good plan. So you know Mick talks a lot um, about paying off debt, and, and Mike does in the book as well. So you build up your profit account and you get rid of debt and put in a cash reserve as well. So those um, the goal of paying off your overdraft and having profit first working for you can definitely work together. And at the risk of slowing us down and our, uh, us not not um, achieving our World Guinness Book of Records of getting through as many questions and answers as possible, I just want to make the point that I think the key to profit first is following the process as um, um, identified pretty much basically because it's an emotional system and the majority of accounts will tell you what you should do from a logic point of view uh, and that just doesn't do it for us skin bags full of emotion like I mean that's what we are we are just we are emotional beings and to make better decisions we need to have the information presented to us in a different way when you do that using this system your automatic responses are the right responses and the right decisions um, another question, do I really need all of those accounts? And I've had that question before and I've had that thrown at me before by a number of accountants saying, well, that, that's all crap. You don't need all of those bank accounts. You can just do it in your, uh, you know, your Xero or your QuickBooks or your accounting system. Yeah, actually, I spoke to someone yesterday who's um, who wanted to set up Profit First and got the same feedback. Their accountants said, oh, you know, you don't need all of those accounts. You're just going to confuse everything. Um, but you do need some basic accounts. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's got to have an account with money coming in, but then you're going to need a separate account for your profit. You're going to need a separate one for some some tax, or you could take a portion of the profit and do your tax flow differently, and you'll need one for operating expenses. So you don't need a huge amount. You could set it up simply with, with say, four accounts, um, or even if you wanted to take your own pay out of the operating expenses. If you really want to keep it simple, you could have three. So you don't need to go overboard or you don't need to worry about making life really complex mm. or um, you know, by having too many accounts because yeah. it, it's not necessary. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I agree. At least in the beginning, keep it simple so you start 
and and start engaging with the process, start to learn it. You know, it's not a five-minute thing reading the book once and away you go and you never have to worry about it, set and forget. It's it's a constant measurement going back in. How can we do better? What are our now? What are now our new targets? Now our real revenues gone up? All of that sort of stuff. So it's a constantly evolving thing. Um, so you know, I, I started off with the basic things, but as I said um, to you the other day, Angus, that I've added an extra couple of accounts. One specifically for marketing, uh, and another one for our black belt intensive, our builders business black belt intensives, which are our biggest expense. And every time we came up to intensive time, it really, really struggled and I couldn't figure it out. It's like, duh, you know, you're not putting the money aside for it. Like it's that simple. Um, We have a question from Emma. I'm going to put that ahead uh, of the other ones because she's live with us now. She says she's had a long-winded question and she hopes it makes sense. Our, Our equipment loans are included in our overheads, the cost of which we pass on to clients. Once these loans are paid off, I'd like to then allocate that monthly payment directly to the profit account, but that means our overhead price would have to stay the same. If we lower the overheads, the client makes the savings of the loan amount, not us. So do we maintain the same overhead amount even if the overheads decrease? I don't even need to go to Angus for this answer. I will, but I don't need to. The answer is you keep that at the same level because <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the client. Absolutely nothing to do with the client. You are being paid to deliver a result and it's got no it's none of the client's business how much it costs you to deliver that result. All they're paying you for is that result and the experience with 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 which you deliver that result. Um, it's none of their business. Over to you, Angus. Back me yeah, up. Yeah, well, agreed. I mean, as long as you know, you're not itemizing the client, and you know, the, well, yeah. As long as it's all set out, what what you're charging the client for, yeah, um, yeah you, you don't need to change that, uh, unless I'm not seeing or not fully understanding how, how your situation's working. But yeah, agree with you, Mick. No, I think you're understanding it perfectly, and uh, that's that's uh, something that we talk about a lot in in black belt is that. It is your right as a business owner to make a profit so you can stay around and continue to deliver great service and warranty and and support your customers long into the future. Um, And if you are of – if you're the type of person who who – wants to invest, say, for instance, so Emma's a, a Builders Business Black Belt member, they invest time and money and a lot of effort into run, learning how to run their business better and they are reaping their rewards. And I, I read a, uh, one of Emma's posts just the other day and they're, they're just going great guns and they've only been in Black Belt about five minutes um, and they're, they're, they've made so many great changes, uh, financially a whole lot better off and that is because they have made that investment of time, effort, energy, and money, and so they should be the only people that reap the rewards of all of that effort. The customer will reap the reward of higher quality um, work, 
better quality experience, more value all round, so everybody wins. But uh, it's none of the customer's business how much it costs you to do something. They are paying for for the result and the experience. Um, I hope that answers your question, M. Uh, how do you, Angus, handle tax on the profit? It's a bit of an open-ended question, but have a crack at it. Yeah. So how do you handle tax on the profit? Yeah, I, I'm assuming what they're saying is the, the, the profit is still in the company. So yep. th- uh, there's two parts to it, I assume, and I'm, I'm only assuming that the uh, what, what's the tax implication of having profit sitting in a business account and then when you pay the profit out, so when you take uh, your dividend as the business owner, uh, what happens tax-wise yep. with that? Yeah, so it's a good question. Um, Lady in a red is, jumper just walked behind you. Did you know that? Do you know that person? <laughs> it's not the dog. Um, the the key with the tax on the profit is to look at it a couple of ways. Firstly, if you haven't got a um, a separate tax account for your tax on your profit, bear in mind, like if you're a company or a trust, like it'll work slightly differently or a sole trader, but essentially you're going to get taxed on your profit. So if you don't have a separate account for that, you're not putting aside funds for that, you're just putting it all to your profit, then obviously you can't use all that money in the profit account. A portion of that is going to have to go to the tax man. So that's the first thing to consider. Secondly, if you're running a company and you you take some profit out for yourself, there's going to be a tax implication on, on or with that. Um, you're going to have to declare that as director's fees or, or a dividend or something like that, and obviously that there'll be tax on that. So you know, if you take out a thousand dollars, then you have to be prepared to pay, um, you know, say three hundred and fifty dollars tax on it or what have you. Um, the other thing. To, about handling tax on profit is regardless of whether you have just a profit account or a um, a tax on profits account as well, I think it's really important that you've got a monthly tax forecast so that you can look at you know, how, how much you've made and what your tax is likely to be because th- there are going to be some year-end adjustments. There's mm. things like you know depreciation, that sort of thing. And you know, you don't want to get to the end of the year and think, oh, I'll put all this money aside for tax, but, you know, it's not – it ends up not being enough. So if you can just do a quick um, um, analysis of how much you put aside and how much tax you're going to have to pay, you know, it can make your life a lot easier as well. Yeah. And you have mentioned, like, in the past, working out how much tax to pay or put aside each time you do a distribution from the income account. Uh, working that out as a percentage based on past performance and and so forth, which I think is a great idea. And if you just sort of um, sneak that up a little bit, that's what I I tend to do. And a number of Black Belt members have said the same thing. I I quite often get the comment around about, um, you know, end of financial year that uh, I'm pleasantly surprised that there is an overage in the tax account. So we get a little bit of a bonus at the end of the year if you're just squirrelling away that little bit extra in the tax account. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, putting aside your tax, because your taxes are so high in terms of GST and, and the tax on the profit, if you can make sure that you do put aside enough, you know, that has a, like a big emotional impact on mm. on 
your behavior because so much money is suddenly out of the bank account. So it's so not tempting, but it is so easy to to not make those transfers or or to leave in the money and time goes on and suddenly it's gone. So if you can get that tax transferred out, you know, at least fortnightly, if not weekly, it really makes yeah. a big difference. Well, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd encourage you to repeat what you said last week about the emotional effect that it has on you uh, duck shoving the, the tax and the GST and whatever off weekly versus monthly. Like if you're allowed to build up, it affects you a little. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, what I said last week was, you know, like everyone, I mean, I've never met anyone who enjoys paying tax and, <laughs> count myself firmly amongst that number and um, I just find the longer it sits in my account the more I resent having to pay it so if someone else pays it for me and they do it every week then uh, I don't have to <laughs> I don't have to think about it yeah. it's done but that's, all, a, that's, all I a, see is- that's a, such a classic example of what I'm talking about with profit first and these ideas that you're contributing to the conversation it is an emotional system you know and and you know, we, we there's enough trouble and stress, you know, in the world and in our businesses without us having our systems and processes creating additional stuff. So that sort of information to me is gold. Get rid of your tax and your GST, uh, you know, as often as possible. Um, and, and the best bit of that was get somebody else to do it. So set up a system that's based on a percentage. So it's super simple. Like your seven-year-old could do it. They just go, okay, there's 10 grand there. We're putting 15% away. Uh, calculator, bang, 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 or ask Google what 15% of $10,000 is in there. And then, and then your seven-year-old can get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, everyone's, you know, got a different um, system, but, Mine is paying the, the tax office straight away, so yeah. it doesn't get moved to a different bank account. It just goes to the ATO. So I never see that money. Yeah, great. And idea. Um, because again, you know, I don't don't enjoy paying tax, and you know, if it sits in a tax account for a month, then um, you know, I'm still going to have to pay that big lump sum, yeah. which I don't want to know about. Yeah. So you know, someone else does it for me. Uh, M, uh, just in what we were saying with her. Uh Equipment loan, she says uh, they're not itemising the amount and that's what she wanted to hear. Thank you. Um, and also we've got all of the Steves here. We've got Stevie O and Stevie G with us this evening. Uh, and Jake uh, is asking a question about the, the tax on profit, um, just a, a bit of a clarification. He says, but you have to pay the tax personally with director's drawing. So I'm assuming what he means there is when... The, the, you put the profit into the profit account, and then you, uh, you personally take the money, out, some money out of the profit account as a reward for you once every ninety days. That is basically a, a director's drawings, or it, it, it it's ad, added to your income. Therefore, you've got to pay personal income tax on it. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you know, if you're going to take out, for example, a thousand dollars, then just be aware that you know, don't well. Don't there's spend there's tax on the thousand dollars at your marginal rate, yeah. so it's typically going to be thirty four and a half percent or thirty nine percent. You know, yeah. hopefully you thirty nine percent. You're doing well, and um, so yeah, you take out a thousand, you're going to have to pay three hundred and ninety to the yeah. tax office. Yeah, and sometimes uh, I don't know how you feel about this tip. I might be out of line here, but if you've got a uh, an offset account with your mortgage uh, and you take the thousand dollars out, you can 
take the $1,000, put it in your offset account, uh, estimate roughly how much the tax is. Say, as Angus says, it might be $390. That would leave, um, you leave the $390 in your offset account, take the rest out, buy a half a truckload of ice cream and make yourself really happy and uh, reward yourself for your effort. But that money stays in the offset account at least for, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 months, however long. And it's uh, offset against your mortgage, so save me a few bucks there. Then uh, it's there; you can take it back out and pay the tax when it's due. Is that sound yep. advice, or am I just talking? No, no, it's the, fine. Yeah, you just got to watch it that you don't don't spend it. Well, don't spend it. It's thirtieth of June. Yeah, well, oh, as long as you're happy declaring all that as a as director's fees or, or a dividend, that's fine. Mm. Um, I think you've already answered. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. There was another question. What's the difference in how profit is handled if you're a company versus a sole trader? So, well, what's... if you're a company, the the tax is going to be paid on the profit by the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, for a sole trader, you're going to pay the tax yourself. Um, the the thing about the the company is that it just gets a bit more complex if you take that profit out for yourself because like Jake's um, just um, alluded to and what we've just spoken about is that you know, if you take it out, then there's you can't just take money out of the company. Um, it's got to be declared as a dividend or, or a wage yep. or some sort of director's fee. Yep. Um, so at the end of the day, the money that comes out into your hands is going to be taxed at your marginal rate. So you're not going to save tax uh, depending on whether you're a company or a sole trader or a trust, if you use that money. But if you're using a company and you want to retain that money in the company, so you pay to like a, a profit account in the company, then the company will pay the 27.5% tax on on that. And, um, and then you can do whatever you like in the company with the rest of the money. Whereas yeah. if you're a sole trader, you're probably going to pay more tax. Yeah. Um, and let me just jump in there because I think this is important. I did a video the other day and posted it on, on Facebook about uh, a little bit about the, the money mindset, you know. And uh, what I just want to say to everyone listening when we're talking about the tax and how much you have to tax and you get to pay, you pay, it's just tax, tax, tax. tax. Don't be scared of that. Um, I think because Profit First is such an emotional uh, system that what people will tend to do. Uh, when they start to to get very clear on what's going on with their financial um, health and well-being, which exactly that's exactly what profit first does. It gets you very, very clear. Be careful that you don't go into a defensive mode about that because I think it's it's kind of like you'll see a lot of AFL sides, they're forty five points up at half time and then they start to protect the lead. For the last half and they get pipped at the post. It just happens all of the time. And my advice is exactly the same here with Profit First. Don't play defensively. Profit First will deliver you all the money you need to pay your taxes on time, to pay your bills and subcontractors and your materials and all that sort of stuff on time. It will have eventually enough money in the account for you to take your family overseas three times a year. That's the sort of things it will produce if you stick with it. But you've got to play offense because... What happens is you start playing defense, 
you start pulling back and not making good positive decisions uh, and using your financials smartly to improve, increase your business, create productivity, look for better better profits, deliver more value to your customers so your, your revenue is more profitable, revenue, um, things like that. We, we start to, to shrink down because we're worried about paying tax. One thing is from a mindset point of view, I'd love to say to everyone and, and everyone get that, is when you're paying a lot of tax, that means things are good. You know, you want to be paying a lot of tax. I know that sounds strange. I'm not saying pay more than you need to, but isn't it great when the income is such that you have to pay a lot of tax? Over. Yeah, yeah, I concur with that, Mick. It's quite interesting just working with, um, obviously, lots and lots of business owners, but I think from what I've seen to some extent, people's attitudes towards paying tax does have a big impact on how much profit they make. Um, the the most successful clients I've got, they pay an enormous amount of tax. Yes. And they, they just, they realise that they have to do that and they just get on with it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I'm frequently asked by clients, oh, you know, well, you know, should I bother, you know, if I'm going to have to pay all this tax or, you know, I'm you know, going to gonna take a few months off because I don't want to pay this tax. And it's like, yeah, okay, but, it's only a portion, you know, you're still going to be better off by doing more work and doing better off. Mm, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, question. I struggle with taking profit if I owe money. How can I get started? Well, I suppose, again, it goes back to the philosophy of profit first, which is firstly to, to start putting money aside so that you can pay off your debts. Um, and the idea behind paying yourself is that um, you're going to pay yourself a small amount if you've got debts to repay. So, you know, I would say of all the money you've put into your profit account, you might just pay yourself, you know, 1% or 5% of that and the rest goes off to a debt repayment. But at least you're acknowledging your, you know, your business ownership and your effort and so on. So you can certainly do both. Um, in an effort to uh, creep up on our World Guinness Book of Records record, um, how do you find the percentages? That's a, something that I think you get asked quite often. How do we identify what percentage for profit, what percentage for tax uh, expenses, etc.? Yeah, it's going through the incident assessment. Um, it's also good to do that um, with an eye on how GST works. So what I do with clients is get their profit and loss statement and then add, add another couple of columns where we work out the GST. So you've got GST on your sales and then you have GST on various expense items. So then we get a picture of your total cash inflows and outflows because if you just look at your profit and loss statement, you're not going to get the full picture. So it's the incident assessment, but it's it's just done with a, a little bit more work to take into account your GST. And then once you've done that, you can split up your expenses into various categories um, and and just go through the process. It doesn't take long. Um, if anyone wants a hand, happy to help. Um, and the percentages um, become pretty pretty clear pretty quickly. Yeah, cool. Um, 
this is a fairly simple question, but how do you handle GST within the profit first system? Yeah, so it's a good question because handling GST is what stops a lot of people having a go at it. Um, there are a few ways to do it. Um, I, the way that I think is easiest, well, there, there are two ways I think that make it easy. And it does depend on the nature of your business to an extent. So if you're a builder, it's a bit trickier because you've got um, you've got variable cash flows as you get progress payments and that sort of thing as opposed to someone like a hairdresser getting paid every day. Um, so anyway, back to the question, how do you handle it? You can look at, say, your last four to six passes and you can see the average percentage of gross sales that you've had to pay out as GST, and for builders, it's typically going to be maybe between four and six percent because you've got you're paying GST on on materials and subcontractors is often a fair chunk of what you have to pay out. So once you've got that percentage, you can then apply that to every payment that comes in, or you know your weekly or fortnightly transfers. The other way to do it is um, you could look at a, a project profit and loss. So going through a process like the incident assessment, and you can work out okay on this project, my GS, my net GSC percentage is going to be you know, again five percent, six percent, whatever it is. And then whenever a, a progress payment comes in, you can you can pay that percentage. So that's going to be a bit more accurate than just taking a blanket look at your last you know four to six basses because it's more up to date. Um, the other way you can do it is um, just going into your accounting file, hopefully your, your zero file, and um, running up-to-date reports. Um, you know, if zero is up-to-date, you know, on a very regular basis, you'll you'll be able to run, run reports and see what it is, and and you might want to do a cash flow forecast and take into account, you know, if money comes in but you've got expenses going out in the next couple of weeks. Know what it's going to look like at the end of the period, um, and th- that'll be more accurate. It'll definitely be more accurate, but it does take more time and effort. So it, it depends how much time and effort you want to put into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know, just addressing that that if if you look around and see the organisations that have the most uh, like are most financially successful, e.g. Casinos, <laughs> you know, they're doing a profit and loss about every hour. Like they are really, really on top of what's going on with their cash. Um, and to me, it, it just makes sense that 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 if you want to be more financially successful, you just got to keep your finger on the pulse. So that just means a little more time, a little more effort. But when you've got systems and procedures put in place, the time quotient goes down a little bit. But you you are very very clear um, on your current position, and it just helps you make decisions. It gives you confidence. It's it's you 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 make very few errors when you're really clear with what's going on. I think a lot of um, builders tend to just sort of push it to the side. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. So I must be doing okay. Uh, and then it's only when they look at their financials or something happens to capture their attention about their financials that they go, oh, 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 I haven't been doing that very well. Uh, so, you know, you want to have, you want to implement a very simple system like this that really keeps your finger on the pulse. Um, this isn't necessarily a question, but I would just like you to address this concept because I know we've spoken about when Mike uh, Michalowicz, he's the author of um, Profit First, 
he came out to Australia. He's coming back out to Australia uh, next month, I think. So hope, hopefully we'll catch up with him. Um, but when he's in Australia, and I'm sure this happens in other countries, but we're in Australia, so we know about this, that one of the biggest bits of pushback that he would get about Profit First was, mate, that's all well and good in the USA, but you don't understand how it works here. You don't understand the tax system here. So it might work there, but it won't work here. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, we are chatting about this a bit before, and, um, yeah, to me it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, it's just, of course it can work here. You know, every country in the world has a tax, you know, different tax system and, you know, everyone, you know, there's absolutely no reason why it can't work here. Um, and if you just think of the three main taxes you've got to pay, which is typically your pay as you go on your staff wages, your the tax on the profit and the GST, it's very easy to set up some simple systems within Profit First to take care of them. So you know, a lot of it's about what we've been speaking about tonight. But um, you know, the idea that oh, you know, this can't work in Australia is is not true mm. because you know that would imply that it could only work in I know the US or uh, a tax-free country, and I don't know of any of them. So bottom line. Uh just stop making excuses. <laughs> just, just get on with it. You know, uh, just, just implement it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just get going. Yeah, you can do it very simply. Um, like the system I've got is really simple, and it doesn't take many time because oh, I don't do it, and it takes personnel I've got working for me maybe five minutes a week. Um, it, it couldn't be more simple. The, the transfer to the profit account. Is a direct debit into some um, share trading account that I've never used, and I uh, set up several years ago. And it's like, well, I'm not going to be able to access that easily. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like, it's very, very, very simple and easy. Yeah, perfect. Um, we may have had some issue with our Facebook stream because M said anyone else lost sound. Adrian, who has just joined us, welcome, Adrian. Just said, did we all get cut off? Um, Emma said, never mind, it's back. Uh, ben Johnson is good. We all know that, Ben. Um, J- Jake said, no, Adrian, it's working for me. So it just might have been your end, M and Adrian. There might have been a glitch in your internet. All the kids got home from school and started getting on the internet and sucked all your bandwidth <laughs> away. That's probably what happens. Uh, Jake said, and this I guess this is um, working out the percentage for GST and whatever, he says using general trend of figures in the percentage of total revenue is how he has found it easiest. He's using MYOB reports, P&L balance sheets with percentage percentages printout works. Um, Adrian says we're going again. Demir has just joined us. Uh, Mel was there for a minute. Is she still there? Uh, she's waved, so hopefully she's still there. So uh, we've come to the end of yet another Builders Problem Solved. I appreciate your input tonight. It's been absolutely brilliant. I think we've covered a lot of territory, given people a lot of good ideas. So I hope this has been valuable for you out there in Facebook land. Uh, we're doing it again next week. Uh, we're back again. We're, so Profit First Month is April. So we're, we're doing this all of April, just focusing on Profit First, helping you understand it, how to implement it, get over the roadblocks, build the mindsets that you need to implement Profit First because it is a wicked system and it makes a massive difference. Uh, and as I always say, 
that uh, when you've got financial distress, it amplifies the uh, intensity of every other problem that you've got, both personally and professionally. So if we can do anything to get rid of the financial distress for you, it's going to help you both personally and professionally, we're going to do it. But it's up to you to ask the questions. So uh, jump on in the comment section here or in Builders in a Circle, or you can send them to me via Facebook Messenger. Uh, message in a bottle, carrier pigeon, camel train, however you want to do it. Um, skywriting. We haven't had any skywriting yet, but I'm in Dodgers Ferry, which is sort of southeastern, east of Hobart. So if you want to hire a plane and, and do a bit of skywriting, I will see it uh, and will very definitely answer your questions. And the other thing I just want to ask you to do, if you've found this um, uh, valuable uh, and Adrian's just said thanks uh, he'll have to watch it from the start because he joined late which is the beauty of the Facebook live the replay will be available immediately so you can jump in and watch the start again my favor that I want to ask of you is please hit the share button it's all very well and good to hit the like button thank you very much if you liked it but what I, I need your help with is getting this out to more builders, getting it out to more owners of uh, building-based trades businesses so we can help them uh, overcome these issues because there hasn't been a business in the living history that has gone out of business because they made too much money. It's always because they have money issues. Um, it could be health, but the majority of it is money issues. It was probably a health issue caused by money issues. So there you go. Um, and we, we want to do our very best to help everybody that we possibly can. So can you do your bit and hit the share button? And particularly if there's a person or a few people that you're thinking of that could well do with a hand with their money management, their financial philosophy, can you hit the share button and message this directly to them and say, can you watch this? Give me your feedback. Uh, and let's see if we can help a whole bunch more people. So send your questions through. We'll be back here again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Thank you again, Angus. Thanks, Mick. And uh, that is it from me and that is it from him. I know it sounds a bit like the two Ronnies, if you're old enough to remember that. <laughs> we will be back next Wednesday. I'll talk to you all then. Thank you. Uh, bye for now. <laughs>